go-to man. Israel Falau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy the show. Welcome to the 22nd episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. I'm your host, Kagi, and joining me back at our usual scheduling in on a Monday, I have Harry. Harry, how you doing? I'm very, very well, mate. Big, big week for the podcast and for me. Yes, indeed. So I'm taking it then that uh, you enjoyed both the footy and your long weekend. I did. Very, very good. Back to work tomorrow, sadly. But uh, yeah, got plenty of rugby in, as we always should. Mm. Uh, and uh, I guess, well, I, I was giving you the layup there, but you, uh, you know, you're being humble, you're being modest, um, but no, out with it. Okay, you, you can tell us, uh, how, did, how did your fantasy matchup go this week? Well, I was playing Nelson, the uh, the absent podcaster. Mm. He did say this that's, week he wouldn't show up. That's the reason he's absent. Yeah. That's right. He did say last week that he probably wouldn't show up if it went against him, and it did. <laughs> Nelson went down, so, uh, man, I'm 6-0 against the podcast now, 3-0 against yourself, 3-0 against Nelson. Yep. And what tops it off is that Nelson's also 0-3 against you as well. So mm-hmm. Nelson didn't get a single win against us. That's it. And we're actually just having a quick look at the results pre-pod. Um, and so Nelson's out of Nelson's 11, uh, is it 11 losses? 11 yes. Victory, 11 losses this year, we've contributed six. So yep. we're happy to say that we've single-handedly uh, been the demise of his season. Absolutely. Mm. Especially that one-point win that you definitely deserved over him and he will never live down. That was great. Yeah, Nelson basically tarnished our rep with our stats provider that week. Uh, just you know, <laughs> calling, calling. Angry email. There's definitely a mistake. Conspiracy theories and everything. It was uh, it was hilarious. Yes, well, very good. So Harry won his week. I won my final week. I uh, I'm back on top. Harry is sorry. All right, he's back on top. Uh, shouldn't leave He's that back out. on top, and he is confirmed locked in a finals place. It is yeah. now impossible for him to miss out with the last week. Good. Uh, and look, I uh, I was pretty lucky this week. I did face the bye in uh, the truest form, I guess. Uh, he failed to make any... Larry failed to make any trades and... Um, he had nine starters and four benches. So no, it looked good. It looked good for me. <laughs> um, so no complaints. I took the win and uh, I'm still in fifth spot on the ladder, but... Um, I'm definitely in the running uh, for the top four and hopefully we can make it up there with a win this week. Absolutely. Um, yes, all right. Well, uh, Nelson was here for about five minutes uh, helping us prep earlier, um, but he's been running around Sydney to uh, lots of loads of different events um, as the massive socialite that he is. Um, he's going to vivid with his housemates. Yeah, no, that's right. I was joking anyway. Nelson, also his mother and father-in-law. I was going to say, <laughs> Nelson doesn't have any friends, so uh, it's fine. He's... Um, He's probably off clubbing some baby seals or something. Um, you know, I guess that's what he does on the weekends when he's not here. But, um, but no, look, um, Nelson, some credit to Nelson. He, he did finally get around to doing a little bit of stand-up comedy last Friday night, um, which was his punishment for coming last in the 2018 draft season. He did a very good job. Very and he, good. The credit is due. He, he did a good job. It was attended by a lot of members from our league, and, um, and he wasn't half bad. So um. Yeah, we're going to put it up on the dark web. We promised we wouldn't put it up on the normal web. <laughs> so, it. a dark web only. That's it. We all said we weren't recording, and uh, about six or seven phones all immediately went on. But, um, you know, all good. Um, all right, so plugs out of the way. Uh, DraftRugby.com for all our content, articles, and whatnot. Um, and we are at Draft Rugby on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, I'm getting shorter with the plugs each week. It's just, you know, they, they already know, don't they? Um, they should. Okay, so for Andre this week, uh, we are serving up a review of Fantasy Super Rugby Round 17. Uh, and for main course, we're going to look at what to expect in Round 18, the final round of the regular season. Um, and because it's been a big, long weekend for us, uh, there's going to be no dessert this week. And... Um, and also, apologies in advance. I am uh, I am a bit sick, so hopefully we'll we'll make it through the whole episode. And the the cold and flu tablets last me that long, so um, we'll see how we go. But all right, let's jump straight in into the entree round seventeen. It was a bite of the Chiefs this week after that massive victory over the Crusaders. Um, and the first game was the Highlanders and Bulls. Harry, take it away. So Highlanders versus Bulls in New Zealand. I think this is the, the last game in Dunedin under the roof for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24 all and score. Draw, another draw. I can't remember there ever been a Super Rugby season with so many. That's it. 
you had returning for this one basically half the Highlanders team. Yeah. Joshua Ane came back from a quad cork. They pulled him last week. Liam Squire had missed a couple of weeks just for some personal reasons. They didn't go into the details of those, obviously. Jackson Homopo was back from a knee injury. Tavita Lee from a two-week cami. And uh, Marty Banks back from a quad strain, back on the calf as well. Oh, sorry, back on the bench as well. Mm. And then you had Andre Pollard back with a from his calf tear. They obviously flew him over to New Zealand. That was pretty well publicised as well. The entire Bulls team returning. <laughs> That's right. Well, you say that, but they drew last week as well. Two draws in a row on tour for the Bulls. Oh, they did too. Hmm. Okay. Uh, injuries on this one. You had Shock Brits who copped a concussion. I think he, he stayed on the park for a minute or so. He might have even come back out of halftime for a minute. So it was a bit of a weird one, but I'm, I'm sure he's concussed and, and and that's why he was pulled. So he he's definitely in doubt for the last week. Yeah, I can't remember the, the knock he took, but I do remember um, it was big. Yep. Uh, four tries to three. The Highlanders did get up there, but obviously the, the ball's very good at, at uh, accumulating points from their kicking game. The first try and the second try were both kicks behind. The first one, Aaron Smith put a little chip over from the back of the ruck. Um, I can't remember who it was from the balls, but he was definitely some bum. <laughs> Could not pick up the ball, even though he didn't get an unlucky bounce, and Josh McKay just strolled past him to put it down for mm. his first try of a double. Mm. Uh, and then you also had another one, as I said, another chip behind where Naholo picked it up. So they exposed the balls a lot with their kicking game in behind. Uh, and that ended up with the score taking it to 19-14 and half time. Uh, Highlanders took control shortly after half time. Naholo got his second try mm. to make it 24 to 14. And to be honest with you, I thought at that point they were going to shut the gate and it was going to be pretty much one sided. But to the Bulls' credit, they came charging back. They played last play. They were, you know, they, they got it back to 24 all. And then last play, they were 40 metres out from the Highlanders' line on attack. And Frizzell was laying in the ruck and stole the ball, popped it out. The ref just let it go. In my eyes, it should definitely have been a penalty. And the Bulls, Andre Bollard, obviously, We're should have had a chance down. to win the game. Yeah, yeah, and that was... Uh... I don't know if they get away with a lot of that. I don't know. Yeah. This year, they are allowing a lot of people playing the ball off their feet. We talked about this in an earlier week. I was saying in the Aussie conference, it feels like they always blow up uh, any of those kind of ruck penalties really quickly. But in the Kiwi conference, they just seem to let them go. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway. So Joshuane, I thought interesting, played 80 minutes on this one as well. Marty Banks was left on the bench. Mm. Uh, in terms of possession, Hohen has got uh, 46% for the game. Territory was 44% for the game. Uh, and it was really dominated by Highlanders in the first half having two-thirds of it and the Bulls in the second half having 72% possession, 77% yeah, they just, territory. They just came back, didn't they? Just a bit of a they surge. were really good. Mm. Uh, same amount of carries between them. Uh, and the Highlanders were just kind of narrowly leading all the attacking stats, 120 more run metres, 10 more tackle busts, 15 to 9 line breaks. Maybe not narrowly, actually. That's pretty dominant. <laughs> 17 to 9 on the offloads as well, and set pieces were pretty even as well, and uh, Pollard always 100% from the kick and tee. Fantasy man of the match was Rob Thompson with 83 points, 12 carries for just over 60 metres, four line breaks, 10 tackle busts, three offloads and a try assist. He's just and into had, everything, Bobby T. He had a very good game. He did, yeah. And you had Aaron Smith with 66 points, McKay with his double, 59 points, Hamopo continuing his good run of form, 53 points, Luke Whitelock, 52, back at number eight, and Tavita Lee on his return, 49 points. Sweet as. All right. Um, well, that took us to the Reds and the Blues, the polar opposites. Uh, the Reds getting it done at home in Suncorp, finally uh, getting that elusive win by one point. We didn't call this one. No, we didn't, yeah. I've, I have no idea what we said last week, but I we said I highly suspect that we didn't say Reds, yeah. Um, four tries apiece. Um, so, yeah, this was a very close sport affair. But um, in terms of returning, we had Dalton Papali'i coming back from a concussion, um, even though he was supposed to come back and then rest Akira Iwani, They chose not to again. So my boy Akira starts... Every week. But a big source on the bench. What a waste of talent that is. Big sales. Tommy Robinson on the bench. So, interesting one there. Um, and Josh Goodhue came back uh, from a concussion and um, also just not being selected despite uh, we think he's probably one of the best. Lo- it's a workhorse. Yeah, it should be Patrick Tupelotu and um, Josh Goodhue would be your starters for us. But mm. um, So, he returned from the bench. Um, yeah, Reds had a, a kind of, I guess, a new uh, halves pairing. They had uh, Scott Malalua. Um and Matty McGann. So uh, Malalua played last week. He came off the bench. 
looks I uh, that's that's right he looks like he's about 18 but he's actually 25 or something looks like an absolute youngster mm. but um, yeah he had a ripper game so um, he just kind of got stuck in everywhere wasn't afraid to um, you know play his hand like, and picked over Sarovi as well so they obviously rate him that's true picked over Sarovi and we were all saying Sarovi must have done something to piss off Brad Thorne but um, definitely um, Harry's going to want me to say this one is Jock Campbell the 2018 Andy Muirhead uh, yeah you stole my point <laughs> there you go um, Andy Muirhead last year he looked so junk but he just overperformed Jock Campbell's got to be the same. He hasn't got the pace, he hasn't got the size, but he just has a way of mm. accumulating points, beating tacklers, scoring tries. He's he looks like he gets so much more out of his body than he should. He's definitely he's definitely learning from Karevi. We saw Karevi break the line, make a fantastic <laughs> offload, and immediately after it, Jock Campbell just went, "Oh, I'm going to do the same thing," and did the same thing for for Scotty Higginbotham's first try um, down the sideline. So that was pretty good. Um, Blake Gibson was uh, was pretty good. Uh, scored a try. Scored a try. Don't know how. Like he's rubbish normally. Yep. Uh, Scotty Higginbotham in his fortieth. Ga- uh, sorry, scored his fortieth and forty first try. First forward ever to do that, and he had an uh, absolutely awesome game. Taniela Talea stood out for the Blues, and so did Augustine Pulu with two tries, almost three. But um, it was ruled that he. He was held and stood back up in a tackle. I would have allowed it. Yeah. And um, and the second half, yeah, the lead changed a few times. Um, but, yeah, the Reds just managed to get this one done. In terms of the, the stats, possession and field position. Pos- possession and field position. Um, Reds 64% led those ones. They edged the Blues out in most of the attacking stacks. Uh, stats most significant was offloads. They had double 16 to 8. Yeah. So Karevi had 16 to 8. Or, well, you know, we yeah. saw Jock get one. Um, fantasy, fantasy man of the match, Tanielu Tulea, 82 points. One try, 106 metres. Seven tackle busts, four line breaks, two offloads. And others, of course, Samu Karevi, another eight tackle busts, 72, 72 points. Scotty Higgers, 71 <coughs> points uh, with four line breaks. Huge, finding himself out on the wing as per usual. And uh, Augustine Pulu, 61, and Jock Campbell, 50 points. Nice. Summed up nicely. Mm. Crusaders versus the Rebels. Jeez, wasn't this a close fought affair that really just kept you on the edge of your seat? I know, the whole time, you know. The Crusaders, the, the Rebels, the only team to unsettle the Crusaders in Christchurch in previous years. Absolutely. Well, the Crusaders got up 66 to nil, and then the Rebels. No, oh, no, there was no, just 66 yeah, That's right, they never yeah. scored, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had. I enjoy that yeah. a lot. <laughs> Tim Berry game back on this one. First mm. game back since round one from a broken forearm where he oh, had to get a, a pin and plate in. You didn't say it right. It's all black Tim Perry. That's how they always introduce him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, of course. Uh, Matty Todd came back from his all black rest week. Mm. And uh, Jordan Ulysses did not get picked at all in this one after starting last week. So go figure. Uh, and the only injury from the game was Adam Coleman, who came off with what looked like a shoulder injury, but we haven't really got too many details about that just yet. Hold on, no, <clears throat> didn't Ulysses start on this one, but he wasn't picked last week? Last week, it was, it was Rangi and Roche. Sorry. No, Ulysses, they were like, yeah, let's throw him into the cauldron against the Crusaders. Give him the go to yeah. Ernie Strauss. Yeah, and I love how before the game, Coach Vessels comes out and goes, no, we're not going to rest our players for this game. We want to win both games. And then next minute, rest the entire team. Mm, Will Guinea gone, all their starters back to the I think bench. maybe he just finally had a look at the Crusaders starting team lineup and went, oh, oh hold on. Yeah, okay. No, resting. Resting's an excuse. We can use that one. No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so the end score, 10 tries to nil. To the All Blacks, do you say? Oh, no, all the backs. <laughs> Sorry, all the backs. <laughs> all 10 tries scored by the Crusaders probably, backs. They probably all will be All Blacks. That's or, right. Or us. Yeah, yeah. I think you had three to both of the wingers, Severi mm. Reese and Braden Enor. You had two to David Havili and one to uh, Ryan Crotty on his 150th game as well. And it made it interesting watching for uh, for you and Nelson in your fantasy matchup this week because you, you had a winger each. So, yeah. Severi Reese versus Braden Enor. Yes. Very good to watch. Mm. And... Uh, so you had so many tries just coming from crossfield kicks mm. and chips led by uh, Richie Mawango. Scott Robinson said post-game that that identified there was spacing behind the back three for their kickers to expose, and they just did it with absolute accuracy. I, his, his kicking game, Richie Mo's kicking well, game, is outrageous. I think it was a theme this round. I mean, we talked about it in the Highlanders against the Bulls game. They yeah. just identify it, but then they have the skills to just nail it. You know, They just go out there and do it. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the Rebels just completely gave up. Biggest loss ever for the club. To me, you know, Dave Wessels gets so many raps. There's, there's got to be some questions here. That's two seasons in a row where they've started very well and just fallen to pieces. Oh, look, if they get in the finals, they'll forget about this game ever happened. You know what I mean? They won't. Yeah. Uh, team stats, the Crusaders had 50% possession, 45% of the territory. Mm, which the is meters, amazing, right? Like, they had yeah. half the ball. and they, It's crazy. Yeah, they were just... They, I was thinking about it. They were just... 
able to orchestrate these outrageous tries that were yep. almost undefendable. <laughs> yeah. No one was beating them that day. No, no, not at all. They would have beaten the, the Hurricanes by 40 points on that day, I reckon, hey? Yeah. Uh, the metres, 898 run metres to the Crusaders. I was going to say that speaks for itself, doesn't it? 341 to the Rebels. Just triple the metres, mm. pretty much, you know? Just casually. Tackle bust, 43 to 19. Yeah. Line breaks, 29 to 6, or five times the line Just, breaks. you know. Uh, offloads 18 to 5 as well and the rebels missed 43 tackles for a 74 percent accuracy player of the the ground fantasy man of the match was Sevu reese with 122 points 14 carries 130 plus meters seven line breaks five tackle busts three tries and assist Braden Nenor had 102 points with almost the exact same stats David Havili, 96 points. Crotty, 95 points. Richie Moe, 75. Paul in the strings. Michael Ruru, who we had tipped to be a good fantasy mm. player this week, and he did, though he didn't get picked up in our league, oddly. Yeah. 57 right. points for him. Mm. Issy Nasarani scored 55 points without really seeming to be too effective, to be honest. Well, he just made a lot of carries. I was going to say, these are the only two blokes that did anything in the yeah. Rebels, so. And Sam Whitelock, El Capitan, 54 points. Excellent. All right, well, that takes us to uh, a game that, um, well, I was going to join you guys and head out to at uh, Bankwest Stadium in Parramatta, but I did not. Um, awesome, awesome stadium, for the record. Anyone that listens to this in Sydney, it was a great stadium to go to. Excellent. As long as I wish we had a good team to go watch. Um, but, ooh, too harsh? No, okay. Um, the Waratahs obviously went down to the Brumbies 24-35, uh, and uh, with that, their chances of uh, making the finals, slim as they were. Um, technically still a chance technically still a chance well, bonus I mean, point win this week against the Highlanders will give them a sniff yeah without uh, all the wallabies we're going to get to it in the preview but uh, <laughs> I suspect that'll be a uh, bit of a stretch um, for this one returning Tolu Latu uh, so like all good uh, team uh, team managers they just move court hearings a little bit further away so that you can play your players and he um, was shite for the record <laughs> he was so bad he dropped two sitter passes mm. I'm so over him yeah no so so he came back, um, and that's about it in terms of returning. And that was about it in injuries. I don't think there was any injuries either. So um, a little bit, uh, well, I guess just easy on that front. Um, the Brumbies were miles ahead uh, in the first half. It was 28-3. to three. They came out absolutely firing, and it looked like the Waratahs just didn't have an answer. It was, um, it was actually some really, really good Brumbies footy. Um, for them, it was surprising. They kind of really lifted the pace of the game and, mm. they, and were playing quite expansive stuff. But um, they were just, I don't know, they were nailing their passes, hitting their lines. It was just the execution was was all happening. So um, that was good. Uh, the Waratahs, they obviously, uh, I mean, Daryl Gibson punched a few of them in the face or something at the halftime speech. But, um, you know, so they came back. Um, Although still kind of, you know, not putting it all together. But Kips look good again. I think he's probably one of the guys that did put his hand up. Those are words, Surprisingly, those are words that will never leave my mouth, but um, <laughs> all right, fine. You can acknowledge that if right. you want to. Credit um, where credit's due. <laughs> um, and look, yeah, they had all the ball, but um, I guess just knocked over, <laughs> knocked on twice. Um, I was going to say twice the amount of ball, but no, knocked on twice. Probably that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, every time they kind of got through the line, every time their play was building and culminating in something, it, it basically culminated in a, a knock-on or a, a turnover. Um yeah, by uh, some big ones there by Lock Swinton, Lockie Swinton, and um... no, they dropped it over the line. All they had to do was oh. hold the ball. That's right. Yeah, yeah, they there, gave there two away two Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Sorry, thank you. Okay, good. Um, but uh, yes, so anyway, um, and O'Keefe missed uh, two knock-ons by the Brumbies um, to get them an attacking scrum, which they scored off, um, and it was replayed on the big screen. But um, okay. over and over again, he just ignored it. I have seen refs in this this season actually say, "Oh no, I've got that wrong. Sorry, fellas," and and then handed mm. their scrum ball to the other team. It was bleedingly obvious. The whole crowd was booing as loudly as possible to let him know yeah. in Bankwest Stadium, reverberating off the <laughs> fantastic walls. Yeah, okay, nice. Are, you looking, <laughs> are they going to sponsor us or something? Is that what we're looking for? I hope so. Yeah. Um, Yes, so anyway, um, but no, the game was over kind of at that point. Um, but yeah, well done the Brumbies and Tars. Look, they left everything out there, played all their players, ignored the Wallabies coach, uh, rest, <laughs> Michael Jagger's resting demands. But um, anyway, um, so the team stats on this one, Tars three tries to five to the Brumbies. Possession, pretty even, 51% to the Tars. Territory, 55% to the Tars. Run metres, uh, the Brumbies led that 456 to 318, 16 to 11 line breaks. Uh, and tackle success was actually remarkably good for both teams. So uh, 88% and 87% um, Tars and Brumbies, respectively. So that was good. It was just execution with 
uh, with the ball, really. Um, in terms of fantasy, the man of the match was Falau for Inga, 95 points. He looked nice on Harry's bench. Um, didn't play him this week. But, didn't, uh, didn't need him. <laughs> right, mate. Rest him uh, up for finals. He scored a try, had 11 carries, 7 tackles, 4 tackle busts, 4 line breaks for a hooker. Got pretty involved. Um, and others in this one, Bernard Foley, 61 points. He, he had a pretty good game. Uh, Rory Arnold, 61, has been really impressive, kind of pushing for that Wallaby spot. Curtis Rona, 54, bagging himself two tries before he uh, heads off overseas next year. Damien Fitzpatrick, 49, and Michael Hooper and Tony Pulu on 48 points. Nice. Next one, Lions versus the Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Hurricanes? Hurricanes. Uh, 17-37 over in South Africa. I didn't expect it to be this one-sided, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, one-sided. I think we did call the Canes. Yeah, yeah we yeah. did. We tipped the Hurricanes. They're, they're a good side, but it was pretty pretty one-sided from the half mm. from the halfway mark. Yeah. Uh, returning in this one, you had three players, Salisi Rayasi, Danny Tawala, and Liam Mitchell, all flown over as replacements for the Hurricanes injured. And you also had Elton Yanchis back in the selection picture once they, he was forgiven and had served his punishment for uh, apparently just, we think, uh, calling the shots over Captain Quagga Smith a couple of weeks earlier. Mm. Injuries in this from, one. From the bench, though, mind you. He was returning from the bench. That's right. Yeah. Injuries from this one. Bodie Barrett uh, mm. got sick and was rested for the game. Mm. Chase Tiatia limped off, but they pretty much barely even put the camera on him. So we don't actually know what's happened there yet. And Jeffrey Tamunga Allen looks like he had a shoulder or a neck problem and he came off the field as well. He did walk off, but it looked pretty serious for a while. So. Yeah, he looked okay. He looked okay. Uh, they probably just felt that they had it in the bag. Yeah, that's true. So the end, the end tries was two to five. Hurricanes scoring five tries. The first half was really quite even. Um, the Hurricanes were kicking a lot. They were trying to play field position, and they went in at ten apiece. And they definitely corrected that in the second half. I think the Canes were getting the better of the uh, the kicking duel as well. They were um, they were making some really good plays in there. They were. It's just not their game. No, you know, I know. It what it what happens? Did you go to weird. a lineout where they can't play? Yeah, it, it looked really weird them kicking it back all the time. You, you felt like something was different. I was like, why aren't you running it? Just, yeah. yeah, I think it's the no Bowden Barrett factor. Mm. Uh, then you had Dane Coles and Adi Sevilla come on uh, pretty early in the second half, and from that point it was four tries to one. Yep, boom. That, that'll that'll do it. Uh, they yeah. were huge, yeah. absolutely huge to both of them. Absolutely. Cole's got a double himself. So yeah. Kagi warmed your bench, did he? <laughs> he sat on my bench. I, I chose not to buy him. And I, I believe that was the biggest mistake by any manager at all oh, this yeah. week. I knew you were going to go there. All right. there we, there <laughs> Much is. worse than mine. By, by one point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Blam also scored a double. Um, and Lamape was also very, very good. Uh, in the end, the Hurricanes even scored a try for Rolling Mall, which I just didn't think was their game at all. So dominant line-out, dominant scrum, dominant rolling ball. Mm. They just were doing anything they wanted at the end of the game. That's Possession, it. the Lions had 56% and Territory 58%. A little bit more than that in the first half. It kind of did level out a little bit. Uh, the Lions did actually lead all the attacking st- stats despite those that end score line. Mm. They had 138 to 104 carries, almost 40% more. They had 32 to 24 tackle busts, 15 to 13 line breaks, 13 to 9 offloads. Um, but the Hurricanes ran more meters, 625 to 602, and doubled the turnovers as well, 13 to 6. So the last one that I found interesting, the Hurricanes actually missed 32 tackles for mm. an 80% success rate. So it not, sounds not like a lot. Shot. Yeah. It is. It is a lot. A lot the Lions do. They are a good attacking side, though. To be fair, mm. Dane Coles was your fantasy man of the match with 75 points off the bench. Damn. He had six carries for 30-plus metres, two line breaks, three tackle busts, an offload, and two tries. Hmm. Afiwe Dianche scored well on 70 points. Did he score both their tries? Or did he score one? I'm just trying to think. Who? Dianche. Uh, he scored, definitely scored one. Maybe he scored both. I can't remember. No follow-up questions. Yeah. Uh, Jordy Barrett, 57 points, and Blam scored a 50 with his double as well. I was going to try to look it up, but I won't, won't have time to do that. All right, that takes us to the next game. The Stormers uh, taking down the Sunwolves 31-18. to 18. Who would have seen that coming um, at home in Newlands? I did Okay, yeah, no, we did. Um, <laughs> des- despite the Stormers team looking absolute junk, like a whole bunch of nobodies. Um, oh, that's like an understatement. That yeah. was so bad. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, you still had to think that... They were going to win. The South African side at home in Newlands against a travelling Sunwolves team. Well, there was and, a 20.5 line from the bookies. I put money straight down on that, and I put more than I normally would. I thought the Sunwolves were good for it to get within 21 points, considering mm. considering the Stormers were playing a B team, like a genuine B team. Mm. Gamble responsibly, people. Um, 
don't follow the Dales and Tharaga. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, but um, so for this game returning, we had Chris Van Zale returning from back injury. So they at least got one lock back because they've lost about 10. Uh, Bongi Mbanambi back from a quad. Uh, he, he had a good game uh, for you, Harry. Just not as good a game as Flaufinger, but a good game. Um, <laughs> Should have had a second try, man. He was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jano Vermaak came back I don't know where he's been the whole season I've got no idea Vermaak Vermaak sorry he's been injured yeah they've been holding him back and holding him back and yeah finally fit good timing right there you go excellent um, and uh, exciting player of previous years a years gone by Akito Yamada the one of the was he the Super Rugby leading try scorer in one of the first two years mm, he was up there was I don't know pretty close was, yeah. yeah he probably didn't end that way but he was up there um and in terms of injuries this game, uh, your man Herschel Yanchi's uh, collarbone. Yeah, they haven't said what it is, but if, if they're saying collarbone, not AC joint, mm. then to me that means it's probably a fracture. Yeah, collarbone doesn't sound good in any regard, no. I don't think. Um, and uh, the younger brother of Peter Steph Dutoit, Johan Dutoit, uh, a rib injury. Not sure how serious that is, but we'll see with time to come. Yep. Um, Stormers rolled out, uh, well, we've already said, absolute joke of a team. Um, but nonetheless, they still managed to get it done. The the Sunwolves are still missing a lot of key personnel, particularly with a really big squad sent off to get ready for the, the Rugby World Cup. Uh, so, like, they had these two really small back rowers, uh, Matsuhashi and uh, debut for, I think it was Kisagawa or something. I'm not sure. Um, so they had quite a small team, uh, and that just was never going to do the job against a, a much bigger and physical South African Stormers pack. Um, despite this, it was uh, 14-6 at half time, so they kind of stayed in it, I suppose, uh, if you want to call that in it. Um, and in the second half, despite some pretty pretty awesome rugby from, again, Samisi Masarewa, the... Uh, Fantasy, uh, what are we going to call him? The, I don't know. I'm Blue not, chip. I'm not going to call the guy who defies <laughs> the odds or something. I don't know, whatever. Um, uh, he had two tries. Overachiever. Overachiever. Thank you. Okay, good. We got something. Uh, two tries from him again, and he just absolutely um, ripped it up. So he, I don't know what to think about him, but um, he was good again. Uh, and Yako Kutsi for the um, Stormers had two tries, an absolute ripper of a game. In fact, he was the fantasy man of the match. Mm. Um, he was someone who I imagine was picked up in a lot of fantasy leagues, and he was really good. Uh, there was four tries to two in this one. The Stormers had uh, actually had less possession and territory, 42% and 41 for this game, so surprising. Mm. Sunwolves actually ran more metres, 409 to 328. And had way more offloads, 16-6. to 6. So the Sunwolves playing a bit more creative um, and expansive game. Um, and the tackle success, 89% to the Stormers, 82% to the Sunwolves. So that kind of t- tells a bit of the story. But um, no, it was just, it was the big men getting it done for the for the Stormers. The play, uh, yeah, in terms of the fantasy scores, Yaka Kutsi, man, fantasy man of the match, 80 points, two tries, eight runs for 72 metres, five tackles, five tackle busts, two line breaks, two offloads. Uh, Masarewa, 70 with two tries, 129 metres from him. Bongi on 49 and Shue Matsuhashi on 46. Despite me, despite me bagging him earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice one. <laughs> the Jaguares played the Sharks in the final game of the round in Buenos Aires. I think they rolled out the Pumas team. Nice. I was going to say, you skipped my joke. No. Yeah, it's only because you didn't put the score in, Matt. I was, I was uh, really... <laughs> my bad. They got, they got done. They got it up. Sorry. They got it up. They got, they got up 34-7 to 7 over the Sharks in a completely dominant display. I think a lot of the reviews, people are saying it was more or less as piss weak as the uh, Rebels' performance was over against the Crusaders. We're going to be honest. Neither of us have watched this game yet, but um, we do plan to. Did watch some highlights. Highlights, all right. Craigie Burden came back finally from his bicep repair from early in the season. It's bicep repair? Yeah, that's right. He would have ruptured the tendon. I see. And uh, huge guns. And uh, Sebastian Cancelliere came back from a couple of weeks out with a hip flexor, as te- hip flexor tear as well. And you were saying when he dove and scored on his try, his, I was holding on to it a little his, bit. Awkward. His second try, he kind of he was clasping at it, and he took quite a while to get up. So I'm not sure we'll have to watch this space for that one. Yeah, to, to, at this at this point, I don't think there's any injuries though. Hmm. You know, we, we've been doing our research without watching the game, so we'll, we'll see if anything pops out from that one. Yeah. The Jaguares got it done five tries to one. The Sharks were held completely scoreless until the 67th minute when the giant, Andre Esterheisen, just runs a good line off a line-out mall and kind of barges over. So mm. good to see him get involved because he's had a pretty underwhelming season, I think, by his standards. And I think Damien Dialende has definitely got that Box 12 jersey sewn up. Mm. Uh, probably the standout player from this one was Emiliano Buffelli. It's absolute heat, and it was a performance that we've been kind of waiting for for a while. I think I've been thinking his form was going to get better within the last few weeks, and 
finally it's come out. And I think, realistically, if you picked any of the back three from the Jaguars, you couldn't have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the Sharks have one of the have the worst conceded points against outside backs from memory. We were talking about that last week. Mm. Uh, Bobby Dupriz, he got put in at fly half. Well, no one was really sure why. <laughs> And we still don't know why, because he did absolutely nothing to warrant his his selection. Uh, just what happened to him? He used to be good last year. I know. At the start of the season, he was someone I wanted to pick up. You know, he was a fly half I really liked. He, he had played really well. Yeah. He's let Buffelli catch a kick right in front of him. He didn't even jump to compete for it. Mm. And then Buffelli got to run 40-odd metres to score. He's just everything that's wrong with the Sharks at the moment. Yeah, he's awful. And, I mean, in summary, the Sharks are pretty effed. Uh, he's, lucky, on, he's lucky he signed a contract episode. 100% with his dad, I think, <laughs> going over there as yeah. well. Uh, he's <laughs> unlikely to make the finals. They play the Stormers and Ewan next week. They're out all their good players next year. I think their season and their franchise is about to hit a big rut. Mm-hmm. Their only chance is to beat the also undermanned Stormers next week. Yes. Team stats. You had the Jaguars with slightly less possession and territory, 47 and 46% respectively. Uh, carries are pretty even. The meters were very, very even as well. Tackle bust. The Sharks had 19 compared to 14, surprisingly. And line breaks. The Jaguars had 12 to 7. Uh, the Haguar has only kicked four of nine goals. Like, that is just not what you expect from any of their kickers. No. But they also managed to steal three lineouts to be pretty dominant in that, dominant in that area as well. The uh, fantasy man of the match, you might have guessed, is Emiliano Buffelli. He's got, scored 100 points, 15 carries for over 120 metres, four line break, breaks, seven tackle busts, one offload, Two tries and another assist. Back to his best. Absolutely. Beyond his best. (laughs) Pablo Matera got another 56 points to keep his average up, as did Dan Dupriz with 53. Karen Van Vuren, 51 points. And Canciliere, 49. And that's actually why they did it as well, just to make sure that their draft average is staying up. Yeah, absolutely. I send them texts each week. (laughs) Um, I just thought of, before we move on to our uh, main course... Uh, the one thing I didn't mention in the Stormers game was um, Damien Vlemsi. Um Did we talk about him? Was he injured last week or was it he was injured midweek this week yeah. and then not listed? I think he was midweek. Yeah, so I just realised I, I hadn't talked about him, but he, um, he, he wasn't... He wasn't named in the starting lineup. I don't think. It wasn't a case of him being named and then pulled? No, no, no. Definitely yeah. not. So, yeah, da- uh, Damien Valencia was out injured. Um, you know, we just talk about how the Stormers are so depleted and it's mainly all in the forwards. But, um, yeah, Valencia is also out and I don't think likely to play next week uh, as Harry quickly... Um, yeah, so, so he injured his knee. They said he's gone for a month. Okay. So, unless he makes the grand final, he might be a chance. Mm, mm, don't yes. see that happening. No, I can't, can't either. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> excellent. Well, uh, that takes us on to the main course. So, for the main course, we're going to look at next week, round 18. And the buy is, it's a very sad buy this week. It's the Crusaders. Um, so, no doubt there will be a lot of fantasy trading to do. Um, and yes, I'll take us with the first game next week is the Highlanders and the Waratahs. Um, so, this will be a big one for me. About a fifth of my team is now the Highlanders. And, um, yeah, I think they're going to smash the Tars. Uh, the Tars have to. The Tars have given up, right? They've given up on the season. Uh, you say there's still a chance, but no, sorry, no, they're not a chance at all. They have zero chance, I think, of making the finals now. It's not happening. And um, yeah, they really need to rest all of these Wallabies that they uh, have been promising that they would rest all year. So. I think if they they got a bonus point won by a fair bit, they could leap both the Stormers and the like. It could happen. Every single result would have to go their way above them. It's not happening and they're giving up, okay? I'm yeah. calling it and we're both, well, mate, we're, we're both t- Tars fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, for this game, so yeah, no uh, no real injuries from either of these teams last week. Um, and in terms of the returning, possibly Ben Smith. So last week they were saying um, that he could be back and he might be back faster than uh, they thought. But Harry's just come across an article in the last couple of days saying that uh, probably not, actually. So. Yeah, so who knows? They, they could, it could be a misprint, to be honest with you. They might not actually know. If there's anyone who's going to get back on Will, it's going to be Ben Smith. So um, yeah. we'll see. But anyway, so uh, in t- talking of resting, who are those players for the Tars they have to rest? So Wallabies, Michael Hooper, Rob Simmons, Sokopi Kepu, Bernard Foley, and Kurtley Beal, probably all to sit out. Um, I mean, I, I can't see how else they do it. They've been promising all season that they'll sit them out. And then they've just said, oh, look, we want to play our best team to win so in case we get in there. 
it's that it's now it's now time it's all over. well he's uh, there was an interview with daryl gibson saying the season's not over now we get to blood our new players for next year our young players for next year so to me that means arrest them i hope they do because how'd that go last time oh, oh they lost against i the think Wolves. he would have a huge foot up his ass yeah. if uh if he didn't mm. so yeah for this one we mentioned it last week but the highlanders whilst it's a home game um this week it's actually out at rugby park stadium in invercargill so It'll no doubt be very cold, but this is an outdoor stadium, unlike uh, Dunedin. So the weather will definitely play a part. Um, hopefully it's sunny for me, um, but uh, we'll see how we go. Highlanders are 11th on the table. Tars are 12th. Um, so the Highlanders really, they want to get this win in the bonus point, and I'm sure they will. Um, I think the Tars will just give up. It's about how, how early that'll happen. Um, mm. You know, It doesn't even matter if you've got young bloods, given it they're all the Tars as a, as a unit will give up at some point. Um, can Brazil get a start? No, yep. Like Squire for mine, Squire can just nick off, mate. He's, he was rubbish. He's rubbish. I mean, uh, Frizzell outscored him in fantasy off the bench last week. He only played about thirty. You know, it's just like Frizzell to me is probably the form six in New he's Zealand. He's played out of a jersey. If they yeah. just played, he played him. He'd probably be getting in the All Blacks. Yeah, I it's completely amazing. agree. Uh, I mean, I, it's not like we want the All Blacks to be better, but I, you know, I want to see Frizzell play. So. Anyway, um, that'll pretty much take us for me. But yeah, I've said it a hundred times. Highlanders to win by a lot. But if it's wet down there, I actually think they'll win by even more because the Waratahs pack is junk. That's true. But I, I, I have all the backs, so I want to see them all score tries. And the Waratahs have no backs this week. Correct. All right, Rebels versus the Chiefs in Melbourne. We said Adam Coleman has a shoulder injury, so he might not be around. That would put Luke Jones back in the start, which you would expect would happen anyway. Uh, meanwhile, you got the return of Brody Retallick, which has been confirmed. So I picked him up last week. Happy days wow, for me. See the fucking cheek to cheek grin just falling oh, on his face. It's I was reading serious. an interview with him. I've just gotten myself insanely fit. <laughs> can't wait to get going. I just can't wait to watch him. Guzzler. Uh, Nathan Harris missed one game with a quad cork before the bye as well and apparently Luke Jacobson is a maybe he's still going through his concussion protocols but they did actually mention him by name as a chance to come back so mm. that would obviously be a big big in for them considering oh. his form so he's, we just, he's another guy I'd like to see in an All Blacks we team. were just talking about that imagine the Chiefs we're looking at the Chiefs forward pack now I mean bloody Retallick Jacobson, Sam Kane, and I don't know, Adrian or Peter Gussadate. They've still got Boschier as God. well. Yeah. They've got Atumoli, Laulala, Nathan if, Harris, Starvel. Like, they've got so it's much. It's a bloody good looking forward back. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, the Rebels' front row is absolute oh. pass. It's dead set the worst in the comp. We've said about 9,000 times this year, how did they not sign James Slipper? Seriously. Um, like, I don't know, anyway. Mm. So I, I just think they're just going to absolutely demolish them. They're going to come to Melbourne. They know that if they get a bonus point, they're a chance for final. Oh, if they get a bonus point win, they're guaranteed a final spot. And I can't see them leaving with anything but that. I've just got their, you know, their, their away record for this year is two wins, one draw, and four losses. But I just don't think that's reliable considering the amount of injuries they've had and the fact that they're finally getting some players back. And having both Sam Kane and the Guzzler back is mm. just their entire leadership team. That's oh, huge. Yeah. Um, not to mention the fact that you can't forget that two weeks ago they just beat Crusaders at a home game in Suva and Fiji 40 to 27 when they were down 20 nil that's it 40 to 7 so imagine what did the Rebels just get done by 66 nil by the Crusaders so if they can go 40 to 7 against the Crusaders from in the last 50 minutes there's going to be like 150 nil <laughs> logic dictates it right? that's, that's, that's how it works uh, the Rebels are ranked 8th, the Chiefs are ranked 10th. Technically, both teams will get in with a uh, with a win. So there's a lot on the line for this one for both teams. Mm. Um, you've got the Rebels should have Will Genia back. He just had a rest last week. You, he, he should definitely lift the team standards. Apparently, he's got that George Gregg and Destig down pretty, uh, <laughs> yeah. pretty well. Absolutely. <clears throat> and you also have Adam Coleman... Uh, like I said, injured to Luke Jones in there. Quade Cooper will have to come in, you would think, for either Tamur or Meeks. That will be a really interesting selection decision for them. Mm. And Mick, Marika Corabetti will uh, come in for Tom and Gush, you would think, as well on the on the pine. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Rebels have lost two of the last three games at home as well. The Bulls and the Waratahs have both beaten them uh, most recently mm. for two in a row. And uh, four from seven at home for the season. After starting so well, yeah, they, st- they started the season strongly. So how's this? They have seven wins for the season. The first three weeks, they won in a row. The Brumbies twice they beat, and the Highlanders at the start of the year. Since then, since round three, they've only beaten the Reds and Sunwolves twice each. They haven't beaten a single other team. <laughs> They're the two worst teams in the comp by yeah. a significant margin. So basically, they haven't beaten a good side since round three. Wow. 
Um, I just expect Jack Debrasini to be again at 10. He's mm. going to kick long. He's going to run direct. He's going to hurt Quade Cooper. Yeah. Um, the Rebels are going to have that one-pass rugby. Anton Leonard-Brown has an 89% tackle success. If Nankavell's there, he's got an 88% tackle success. Or Tamu Amano 75, so not quite as strong. But that one-pass rugby is not getting through that centre pairing. It's just not happening, yeah. especially with the loose forwards from the Chiefs just pilfering as well. They're going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rebels have a patchy rush defence. I just think these big forwards and ALB and the likes are just going to be putting holes in it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, set piece is going to go, or the scrum will go the way of the Chiefs as well. Yeah. The Rebels have the best offensive line out in the comp. That's the one strong area, I would say, for them. Mm. So maybe but, there's a small opportunity there. But it's but, now going to be Jones against Retallick, so he has to not anyone of that calibre to come up against. So. That's right. It's not a great matchup, <laughs> is it? Uh, in terms of fantasy points, I would say the only Rebels worth a look in would be those that score points regardless of their oppositions. So for mm. me, that's Issy Nasserani, Luke Jones, Will Genia, and maybe a Matt Phillip. Mm. No one else from the Rebels get rid of all of them they're going to have another terrible week uh, Solomon Alamalo is going to get triple figures I'm calling it again yep, over 100 points the Ryan Quaddy or just the hunch just the hunch just okay. the hunch Mate, how badly did you want? Someone was... Uh, who was it? It was, was really Braden Enor, yeah, mate. He dropped Ryan, it over the line. How do we, we, like, we haven't had a Ryan Quaddy this year. Ryan Quaddy and Ryan Quaddy's 150 yeah, game would have that, been epic. That would have been phenomenal. We would have talked about that for about half the play. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, excellent. All right, well, that brings us on to the, uh, the, the probably the toughest matchup of the, uh, the round, you'd think, in round 18. This will be <laughs> the closest game by Absolutely. a long way. Uh, the Haguares taking on the Sunwolves uh, at home in Buenos Aires. Um... No, we we just uh, this is this will be a blowout. Um, if you think Alamalo was good for trip figures, I'm calling Buffeji again back to back, baby. Um, I hope you're right. Yes, even though he's one of your players. Um, so for this one, uh, injured? Well, not injured. Sorry, injured. Back yeah, coming back, returning. Yeah. Okay, Guido Petty coming back from a rest week. Um, he's been pretty good. Uh, just. Uh, now he is, he's actually dipped, dipped a little bit in the last few weeks, but he's still a good player. Yeah, he is. I, I did have him, but okay. Um, and possibly Thomas Lozana. He kind of had a semi tear to some little muscle near the hamstring or something that I can't remember the language. Didn't yeah. make sense to me. Semi says They said ten days, which would put him in and around this week. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I don't really see them rushing him back though, because first of all, they're playing the Sunwolves, and uh, they've got plenty of players. Um, yeah, might see Legizamon, uh, who's I don't know, at least forty-five now. Um, I don't know why they're playing that. <laughs> mate, just letting him go out in a blaze of glory. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's true. So yeah, I mean, with this game, what, what's there really to say? It's it's going to be a whitewash. Um, you had no read all your points. Mate. All right, read I, all your. I points. had two points before Harry decided to throw some stuff in. I just said, and they were the same point. It's <laughs> I said it's going to be a whitewash. And just pick up any available Haguaris. Like, literally... Yeah, that was any, two anyone. points, not yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that's all I could think of for this game. I was about to move on, but uh, no, Harry's... He's thrown in the assist and, and helped some more out here. Um, the Haguaris, well, that guaranteed themselves a home final. Um, and regardless of winning this game or not, the Sunwolves, well, the only thing they're guaranteed of is to come last. So, um, you know. Polar, <laughs> Heaps on the line. That's it. Opposite ends of the spectrum here. Um, in terms of, uh, yeah, for that, I mean, what is there to talk about? It's more a case of who are the Haguaris going to rest, you know? They've had a pretty solid rotation policy all the way through. Um, and I guess it's those players that have played a lot of games in a row. So your prime suspects would be Thomas Lavanini. He's been involved with every game, whether that's been on the bench or starting. Um, so And he's not good either, so I feel like that means he should get a rest, especially with Giddor Petty coming back. Yep, that's it. So we might see Paulos, old Lucas, Lucas Paulos, um, get the call up. He's played a couple of games in the last few rounds. Yep. Um, I mean, different position, but... Paulos is a lock. Is he? Yeah, he's a lock. Yeah. So he's a prop. No, mate, Lucas Paulos. Ooh. Come on, mate. Fool me once. Yeah, I know my props, I know my locks. Um, and uh, Harry's just looking it up now to try to prove me wrong, but he'll he'll stand, be standing. No yeah. comment. Correct. Uh, good. <laughs> um, who else? Pablo Matera, uh, Julian Montoya, and Tomas Kubeli. Kubeshi. Kubeshi. Hasn't been... Um, uh, well, yeah, they've all been involved with almost every game, but Kubeshi hasn't been rested since round... No, all, oh, sorry. Oh, all all, all three of these guys haven't had a rest since round four. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess the proviso is with the Haguada is that they they do actually get bench time and start time and they, they move them around a little bit, but they've actually been involved in every game. Okay. So, I'm thinking, with the exception of Lavanini, who hasn't missed a game, mm. these are the guys that are probably due the rest the most out of the squad. 
Yeah, well, I'd expect definitely Kubeji probably to, to go back to the bench. Um, well, because yeah. because they, they this Skura, they need to give him a bit more time because even though they <coughs> should have Landajo and uh, Bertrano back for the World Cup, um, you know it's, this has proved the season's proved to them that like, they lost two of their best uh, mm. halfbacks. And Skura has been good as well. And Skura has been pretty good. So uh, Pablo, I could see them just chucking him on the bench again and bringing him on if they need. So do I. But. Um, and Montoya, I mean, they could. They've, I think there's, it'd be interesting to see how many games. Uh, I think it's Balunda, oh, Gal, Balunda, Bal, Balunciel or something. I know you mean, yeah. but I'm not going to even try. I've I can't, no I can't see the names. So yeah. I'm not going to say it. No, I got nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if we'll see him get. I, I, I don't suspect we will. So we might see Montoya get another get a start and Cravey on the bench just because Cravey started the last two games. That's yeah. what I'm calling. But. Um, yeah, and in terms of the backs, uh, we talked about uh, Felipe Escura probably getting started at halfback, and Orlando sat out last week, didn't he? So no. So again, Marias Orlando and Felipe Escura have been involved in every game since round five as well. Right. Did so, Orlando play? He was he on the bench last yeah, this, this week? Yeah, it has to be because he's got points. Excellent. All right. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Anyway, just expect a couple of rotations, but I think we can say for sure if he's not injured, Cancellieri and Carreras on the two wings, they've been great. So if they're available. Well, that's crazy and pick them up um, but uh, yeah pretty much honestly just if, you, if you're looking for anyone like you'd normally call the Crusaders just pick up and just check the uh, check Carreras uh, position as well because he's mm. listed as a centre for us that's it sneaky Hurricanes versus the Blues uh, this is a big game for the Blues one I don't see going their way mm. you got return uh, injuries in this one or the, the new injuries sorry you got Chase Tiatia who went off with a limp Still don't know what that is since I mentioned that 10 minutes ago. And Jeffrey Tumunga Allen with these neck or shoulder injury as well. Mm-hmm. You've got returning Bodie Barrett, you would assume he's back from his illness. Rico Yuane from his rest week, as was Patrick Tuopolotu. And Sonny Bill Williams may finally make his return. Money Bill! Surely they start him because mm. otherwise, why bother bringing him back? Well, he was um, last week. They were uh, he actually was bracketed to start, um, mm. so like it wasn't a return from the bench kind of scenario. They were just like, if he's if he's good to go, he's starting. And uh, they ultimately decided, despite having taken part in I think all the contact and fitness stuff during the week, they said, look, one more, one more week. week. So I'd be very surprised if he's not starting, yeah. particularly given that he's uh, the second son or the son that Steve Hansen never had. Mm. And uh, he's already said that despite every other good centre in the country, that he's going to the World Cup. Yeah, he's proven himself, unlike Ma'an well, with his 100-something caps. Or La Mape. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Anyway. So in this one, Nani La Mape has to be arrested, as does Akira Yuane. Uh, otherwise, he will literally have started every single game for two seasons. Now, they said they were going to arrest him two weeks ago, so we assumed one week ago that he would. I I think that they probably just thought they couldn't arrest Patrick Tuberlota, Akira, and Rico all in one week. So be very surprised if he didn't have a rest. I'm calling that he'll play again, but that's purely because I want to... Well, if they don't make finals, I could see them going out bugger. Like, what difference does it make? (laughs) Exactly. Um, The Canes have already locked in the home quarter final. The Blues can't make the finals. They will not, Hmm. but we'll be looking to go out on a positive note. Mathematically, it looks like they are, but the matchups ahead of them just mean it won't happen. Hmm. Um, They probably won't give up till late in the game, you said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the Rebels and the Warriors. Yeah, I've just been shitting on the Aussie teams this week. I don't know. I feel like... It's because they're shit? Yeah, well, they just have been shit. I don't know. I, I think the Blues will just... Um, they'll stay in this... Uh, this is, it is a Hurricanes home game, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah. But the Blues, they'll just... I don't know. They'll, they'll care more. <laughs> they'll stay in the yeah. game, yeah. And they have been pretty good against the uh, New Zealand opposition mm. as well. It's Every game they've lost has been close. Has been pretty close. No word on Wes Huyson's injury. Uh, we assume he's out. He's a, a, a hammy injury... Even a one or two week injury would mean he's definitely in doubt for this week. Peter Omanga Jensen played really well in his run on debut, so I'd expect him to retain a starting spot with the out of La Mape. Mm. I would say that it would be really good to see, in my opinion, Geordie uh, Barrett in at 12 as well to partner him. Yeah. Uh, is that how you see it going? For sure, absolutely. Um, I think. I mean, if you're thinking about who else could, do they have that could come in and replace it, it's, it's all going to be rookies pretty much. Yeah. So, and he said it's his favourite position. And I think Geordie would love the chance to go up against SBW in that midfield. So. Playing outside his brother. Yeah, I want to see that too. That, yeah, exactly. Uh, Chase Tietier, if he's right, he'll be on one wing, or at fullback, sorry. Otherwise, you'd expect James Marshall to get another run there. He's obviously been pretty highly regarded this year by... It, uh, it could be both of them. It could be Tietier on the wing and, and James Marshall at the back. You know? Yeah, I'm, my gut is Chase is out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ray Arcee will probably get a start on the wing considering all the injuries as well so i mean pick him up immediately absolutely yeah. number one pick i think for this week surely <laughs> uh dane coles should 
finally start again. Please and do you, God. If he can score 75 points off the bench, yeah. 100 plus. 150? I don't care if he's on the bench this week. I'm starting him this week. Okay? I don't, care. I don't I'll make that mistake again. Well, the, the Blues have the worst rolling ball D in their comp. Sounds, so, sounds good to me. If he can score two tries last week, he's got four in this yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Ryan Quaddy. Ryan Quaddy, we've been waiting for. <laughs> if he starts. Yeah. Uh, back row, Reed Prince there, Barty Sevier, Gareth Evans. I think they'll try and give that combination a bit more time to grow going into finals. So Artie back back in the starting side, I'd say. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Tumanga Allen, if he's injured, I would think Ben May gets a start. Don't know what's going on with Alex Vidal. If he's... I, think, I think you know he's fine. They said he was almost good to go on tour. Was he, he on the Hunter, Hurricane Hunter group, the B team? I'm not sure why. Are they playing the someone? Well, I assume that they've been playing all the way through. Oh, I don't probably. Know. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll move on. Pretend yeah. that we know what's going on there. <laughs> uh, Sonny Bill Williams was bracketed to start last week, as we yep. said. Should be at 12. Uh, and uh, Big Source would be the other option to get a run in the starting lineup if Akira is gone. We think... Tom, but Rob- Tom Robinson, just to be clear, in case you don't know who Big Source is. <laughs> you should. You, you should. Yeah. He's the big redhead guy. Like, <laughs> it's only going to be one person. Um, surely Augustine Pulu retains the nine oh. jersey. He God, is he's so good. much better than Jonathan Ruru. Mm. I don't understand what they see in Ruru. Uh, but Hurricanes, in the end, will be just too good. Blam versus Rico is probably the matchup to watch. That will be a good one. That will be good. Excellent. All right. <clears throat> that takes us to the Prumbies and the Reds. Um should we just swap, mate? Should we do this and you do the next one? Because I feel like we're off we're off canter now. I've been doing all this prep, yeah. and you've been doing all the next one. Good. I'd, I'd prefer not to talk about the Aussie game, to be fair. Good. I, I knew you wouldn't. So, Brumbies versus the Reds. Actually, the Brumbies are good to talk about. No new injuries well, now, in this Well, now one. I look the next games are both South African games. I'm less keen, but it's all right. <laughs> no new <laughs> injuries in this one. But you do have the possible return of Henry Spate from a calf injury and Lukan Salakailoto. Uh, obviously, formerly Lukan Tui, mm. who is uh, coming back from his last Wallabies rest. Mm. Given that the Brumbies have locked in the top of their conference and the Haguares play the Sunwolves, I think it's really unlikely that they change their spot in the ladder. Conceivably, if they win and the Hags lose, they would go up to second and have the chance to host a home quarter and a home semi. Ooh. But I don't think that they're going to bank on that. I think instead they'll probably rest a few players, back themselves to beat the Reds regardless. Who knows? Samisi Masarewa might get the Ryan Quaddy this week. <laughs> might win. Who knows? Oh, don't. <laughs> the, the Brumbies can actually defend, mate. Okay. Um, the Reds are unlikely to be able to match it in the backs or even the forwards. I think they really rely on their dominant set piece and physicality, and I just can't see them competing. I think the scrum is too big from the Brums. I think they'll be dominant there, and I think with the likes of Rory Arnold jumping around in the uh, line-out, I think they'll probably have the wood on them there as well. Mm. Well, I think last time the Brumbies and Reds played, it was interesting. It, it went the opposite way to what you were expecting. With, I guess you thought at the start of the season the Red scrum was massive and might even be better than the Brumbies, despite the Brumbies being pretty good, and mm. that the uh, the Reds... The Brumbies uh, line-up was meant to be dominant, yeah, but, but it, it wasn't. It went the other way around. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. really interesting. Mm. But obviously, uh, Rory Arnold's got to put his hand up for the Wallabies jersey as well. I, I think. think the Brumbies are just dominant both, yeah, as yeah. you said. Yeah. Uh, Brumbies so I've done the same thing with this one as I have for the Hags so who are the guys that are most likely to get a rest so the people that haven't had a single rest week although yes they have played some bench time Pete Samu is an obvious one Um, and with Lachlan McCaffrey riding the pine I think he's due a start so he's a chance Um, then you've got Tommy Banks has started every game You've got Joe Powell has started every game bar one, but he's been in every single game. And Christian Lelilofano has started every single game as well. Mm, I'm just I'm looking at this. I'm just now thinking that uh, I could go from having... Uh, I could go almost down three back rowers this week now with uh, Kieran <laughs> Reid definitely gone, Pete Samuel and Akira to possibly get rests. It's not looking real good for me. All three of their current loose forwards, though, have, um, have started every game since they've come into the side early in the season. Mm. So any of them, Jerome Brown, Tom Cusack, could all get a rest. Yeah. Uh, so the guys that have one rest so far... Uh, Falau Foenga, uh, Kurandrani, Sam Carter, and like I said, Tommy Cusack had a rest in round one. So again, chance that both of the or any of those guys could be gone. I think um, McInerney getting his hat trick the other day. Maybe he gets a run as well. I'll have to pick him up. And uh, two rests so far for the following: Alan Alatoa, Rory Arnold, and Iray Simone. So any of their, those guys could be at risk getting a rest. I don't so. think Simone was rested. I think he wasn't picked, mate. Like, that's true. Picking Tom Wright above That's him. true. I mean, he's been good. 
recent weeks, but I think you give a bit much credit. I, I actually think I race Simone will probably start because they're liking getting him some game time and, and making he's him feel a bit more comfortable. Oh, he's been playing really good. He's coming better the last three weeks. Mm. I agree. Alan Alatoa, I mean, they just don't have a backup for him. That's the downside no. of that one. He pl- he's in my team. He plays about 70, 70 at least yeah. 72 minutes every week. Yeah. It's the best. I think Rory, Allen, and Array probably all safe. Yeah. And uh, Slipper and Sarah will probably just rotate in and out. Who knows who's going to start there. Yeah. The only other one I had from the Reds was Stefan Ayavalo, who's not played the last two games. Now, there's nothing out there to say he's injured, so if you know of anything, let us know. But surely, if not injured, he will come in for Andy Muirhead. And how do people live? I mean, Jock, Jock Campbell. Sorry, Jock Campbell. Who came in with Jock. Oh, <laughs> God, I see what you did there. Um, and how do people let us know? Chuck the hashtag casualty ward on that, you know, okay. if you find anything. That's, Very good. That's it. The, Very um, good. Excellent. All right. Well, that takes me on to um, the Stormers and Sharks. And just just to back back up, I, I, it's not that I don't like South African games. It's just I don't like Australian games either. It's just I religiously like New Zealand games. That's right. So I really should just move there. But, so I'm trying um, to offend everyone. It's actually a compliment to Kiwis. <laughs> true. True. Um, all right. So Stormers, Sharks in this one. Uh, no one returning. Uh no, no, actually, there probably are people returning. There's just no injuries. No new injuries. No new injuries. Okay, good. Returning heaps of people. Um, the Stormers. DDA, Damien Dialende, he was rested last week. Perfectly just when I needed him, he was rested. So, thanks, champ. <laughs> God, he's been good for you. It's really great trade for Curly Beal about five or six weeks ago. It was, it was an awesome choice. Do you want to trade back for this week? Nah, yeah, I don't think I do. Um <laughs> In fact, I don't even have him anymore. I have to get rid of him. But uh, anyway, returning. So DDA, Scarlett to Benny, back from a corked thigh. Uh, probably returned to the bench. Bongi obviously played last week and played well. Ciabello uh, Sinatla had a concussion from that uh, week where I really needed him. And uh, he looked like he made the first, it's the first tackle he'd ever made in his career. And so put his head right into Malcolm Marks' knees. and was con- said he's back concussed. as well. Um, Peter Steph to toy shoulder injury. He's a maybe to be back. There's just some articles saying that uh, he might return ahead of schedule. I think he's having, along with the next bloke as well, they're both having scans this week to confirm if they're in or out. And that next bloke is JD Schickling, who uh, had a hand injury. So basically, come on, mate, just tape it up and get on the field. Um, but uh, no, not pointing any fingers at Nelson there or anything. But uh, yeah. Not everyone can be a hard man. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, He's just also Nelson's enjoying the pretty lights at the Vivid, Vivid Sydney Festival <laughs> right now. Um, anyway, on this one, the Stormers could see the return of a few of these key forwards, as I mentioned, um, and I always think they always just grow kind of a third leg at Newlands. It hasn't really been the case so much this year, but um, I don't know. It's I think there'll be actually a relatively good crowd out there, and that um, yeah, they will really want to get up for this one. Um, that particularly because the Stormers are they are currently seventh on thirty four points. And the Sharks are ninth on 33 points. So, yep, this is another matchup where only one of the teams is going to make the finals. So, it's, it's I think it's possible that both make it in, but unlikely. Yeah, that's right. So, it's I don't know if it's anything like your fantasy leagues, but it's exactly like our league where uh, there's uh, you know there was five, almost six people vying to make the top four. So, um, same. I, I guess if you if you liken it to our competition, you got Larry, our wooden spooners, the Sunwolves, and Nelson's the Reds. <laughs> Classic, very good. I think that's even being generous for Nelson and the Reds because uh, the Reds got a win last week. But uh, anyway. <laughs> um, uh, so for this one, yeah, the Sharks, they were, we talked about it, they were rubbish against the Huguarias. Bob Dupree better not be bloody even on the bench this week against the uh, the Stormers, but he probably will. Um, yeah, in this match, for mine, this match will just come down to, uh, to the kicking. Um, basically, both for goal and for territory kicking. Who, whoever wins that battle is going to win in this game. These are two teams that do like to play a similar style. Um, they can both play pretty expansive backline games, but um, I think the nature of this means they're going to... Uh, the nature of how badly they need this win, they're both going to kind of tighten it up and it's going to um, come down to the forwards. So hopefully the uh, the Stormers have enough of their kind of big forwards returning. Peter Stefford Toy would make the world of difference. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be one up front and uh, with just playing for territory, I think. Um for mine as well, I hope that uh, the Stormers start Josh Stander instead of um, JLDP, Jean-Luc Duplessis. Um, the commentators absolutely were in love with him last week, just praising every little thing he did. And uh, obviously the coach, Robbie Fleck, is in on that uh, similar vein. But um, All you've got to do is kick long to be a good player over in South Africa. Oh, anyway, but Josh Stander just seems to be the type of player that they need, I think. Uh, much more Andre Pollard-esque. Mm. Um, and... Uh, 
Anyway, so uh, I haven't even thought about who I see winning this one, but Harry, what do you? I'm, I'm going to say the Stormers just. At home, uh, if, it depends. If if all four of those guys we set it back, then yeah, I could see them winning. Mm. But to be honest, with you, I'm I'm worried. Their team is junk at the moment. Well, look, their backline is relative. I mean, the backline is mostly there. Um, they've got DDA back. They, I mean, I know they're now missing um, Vilemsi, but um, the backline isn't that affected. No, oh, actually, sorry, they have just lost Herschel Yanchis as well, haven't they? Yeah, I'm kind of taking this back on the fly, aren't I? Um, yeah, nice, nice. You've really put in all the injuries there, mate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> never, st- never mind Johan Dutoid or Herschel Janchitz. Yeah, those injuries, that was good. I just thought we'd bring them up right at the end. Good. Um, that, um, you know, as I made my way through this game. Um, I'm still back in the Stormers. I've just, I've come too far now. I'm, I'm in too deep, committed to it. Yeah, I'm going to go Sharks then. Okay, excellent. <laughs> after, after this new information has come to light. All right, well, why don't you take us home with the final fixture of the round? Love to. Oh, of the regular season, in fact. Uh, Bulls of Alliance. How mm. interesting. Mm. Uh, so injuries in this one. Stefan Levis injured uh, on Thursday in the injury, so we don't really know how bad that is just yet. And Quagga Smith, he couldn't even put his foot down. It was a pretty awkward hamstring injury. So, mm. I mean, even the coach said those are the ones that look like they're going to take five or six weeks to get better. And I think he's actually spot on. I think he's not going to be around. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Vermeulen could be back this week, or is back, sorry, after having sure. a two-week rest. Mm. rest. So he will be massive in for the Bulls. He's just been on the beach somewhere just chilling out, and he is good to go. Yeah, he's going to be a massive player for them. Uh, and then no news on these guys just yet, but both Jesse Creel and Warwick Halans were both in with a shot of playing this week. So they're not listed as returning from our casualty ward until we hear something, yeah. but both a chance. Where are those Bulls really good, like, injury videos? They honestly haven't st- they've stopped them about a month ago yeah. leading into the finals, which is really frustrating. No, they were quality from them. We, we th- said they were leading the way. Maybe we'll hassle them on Twitter this week. Alright, So you got Manas Guman, the shoe man, likely to come in for Quagga Smith in the starting lineup. Pretty like for like, just not <sighs> yeah. as good, but yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh but good fantasy player too. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, Bulls with Pollard, this looks like such a better team. And having that extra eight-man Dwayne back in the mix as well, I, th- I think they're going to be pretty hard to beat. They managed to impose their playing style on the Highlanders pretty well in that second half. And the Highlanders, I would think, I would think have much better forwards than the Lions at the moment. Mm. Uh, this will be about whether the Lions can speed up the game and find some space for their outside backs who are a lot more electric than the Bulls. Uh, Diancia has been in electric form the last couple of weeks and even Andreas Kutzier has been stepping up. I think he's been solid for the middle of the, since the middle of the season but really just coming into a stronger and stronger form. Mm. Uh, Lions, in your opinion, and, <laughs> yes. and to be honest with you, in my opinion as well, they should drop Scorsan and just start Tyrone Green. He's an absolute weapon. Oh. He absolutely kills it every time he comes on. He's got a sharp step. He palms. That guy, he broke like three tackles when yeah. he got caught behind his own try line yeah, this week. I know. He's mental. He's tiny. Exactly. You, you put Scorsan in that situation, 100% he's getting grounded in goal. Like just... he's, he's genuinely the second coming of Damien, uh, Damien McKenzie. It is scary, and I think uh, it's been interesting to see player movers next year because he's going to be pretty high up there, I'd say, in, in terms of picks in the draft next year. but For sure, yeah. But he's been coming on uh, for Skosan every week, and he's been pretty, I'm pretty sure he's been outscoring Skosan in the fantasy each week. So He's, um, he's awesome. Yeah, he's very good. Um, Lions have been good at set-piece, but I just don't think they'll match it with the, with the uh, Bulls. Mm-hmm. R.G. Snyman has been the king of the line-outs, and, he's a very, and they've got a very settled box front row for the Bulls as well. Mm. Uh, I, I always say, I was saying about Snyman that, like, I don't know, in this game they might change it, but they don't even bother like with deception and everything. They just throw it straight to him because he just goes so much higher than everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually funny that they just use no other option. <laughs> yeah. Jason Jenkins may as well be another loose forward. Absolutely. Uh, sure, the Lions will put Elton Yanchis straight back into their starting lineup now. Mm. But to be honest with you, Sean, is it Sean Reynolds? Sean Reynolds, yeah. yeah Sean Reynolds has been really quite, quite good, quite mm. steady, quite strong. And they've been playing well with him as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Lions are sixth on 35 points at the moment. The Bulls are fifth on 36 points. Mm. Both teams need the win to guarantee the finals, but I think that it'd be lucky if they unlucky if they both fell out, but definitely very possible. Uh, I think the Bulls will be too good at home. I think they'll get it done, just too physical for the Lions. But, I mean, as per normal, you, you should just be backing the guy lower on the, the, uh, the, old, the table. The old coin toss. Is, isn't it who won last week or whatever? Ooh. Yeah. Like the Bulls, the Bulls were who won last week, and the South African table rule, uh, rule of thumb was Bulls is a win loss. That's Bulls a win loss win loss, mate. So they're they're done. They're, they're I'm changing loss. my tip. Yeah, I'm changing my tip. I'm going lines. Yeah, but remember the draw threw everything out of whack, though. You know what I mean? It's kind of like 
it, it, it stuffed up the flux capacity, if you will. Um, I'm going loss. I'm going Lions to win. All right, I'm going Bulls, mate. I don't see how the Lions win this. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, look, that um, as we said, it's been a big long weekend for us, um, and so uh, we are, are not going to indulge in some dessert, but instead we might indulge uh, in a bit of William Huirua. Send it in out, William Wairua. Best of luck in your finals and final round games. Here he is. Ooh. I don't know if you're ready for this one here. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, hopefully, Nelson gets the wooden spoon. It's a personal obsession. It's a personal obsession. I'm gonna give up my breath. One time only. Include a link in the show notes. Absolutely. Yes.